Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the Soft Life Baddies. Today is the last day of November. It is Sagittarius season, a.k.a. my birthday month, a.k.a. the best season there is. Shout out to my fellow Sagittarius. And I just hope that you're feeling this excitement, this energy of coming into a new month, especially the last month of 2023. Like, seriously, where has this year gone? It's literally flown by so quickly. But I hope that you have a moment to readjust and just spend time with yourself Maybe you have your matcha, you have your latte, some tea, some water. You're taking a walk, a hot girl walk. We love to see it. But regardless of where you are right now, I'm just sending you mad love. And let's do a quick little recap. Last week was my birthday. Actually, a week ago, exactly, November 23rd was my birthday. I am now 31 years old, which feels, honestly, 30 felt like not a real age, but 31 feels real, girl. Like, 31 feels... Like, I'm grown. I have bills, responsibilities, all the things. So I'm just still in this newness, this new year, this solar return for myself. And um, one tradition that I like to do every birthday is really write myself a love letter. And I did that on my birthday, as I have many birthdays. And I just give myself a time to reconnect with myself, to think about myself as past, present, future. And it really helps me to kind of realign my goals, my vision for this upcoming year that I'm stepping into. So yeah, if it was your birthday recently, happy belated birthday to my Sagittarius. And lately we've been busy at Saudi Baddies just kind of winding down towards the end of the year instead of winding up. We have been focusing a lot on our plans and our goals, our strategies, events, projects, products that we are going to be launching next year. But right now, for the last few weeks, honestly, we've just been showing up in community. At the beginning of this year, we had the awesome pleasure of going to Berkeley, California for Berkeley's Black Wellness Weekend, which was so much fun. And it was such a great weekend. Spent the weekend in San Francisco. Then right after that, shortly after that, we were we attended Envision Festival, which was hosted by the amazing founders, Sharifa Murdoch and Laura Stiles. And that was just a beautiful, intimate dinner that they held together to celebrate and honor social impact leaders in New York City and beyond. And it was just a really beautiful, intimate gathering. Um, really loved and enjoyed my time there. And most recently, we just had our very first Black Friday sale slash Cyber Monday. So we had our self-care guide. Our best-selling self-care guide was on sale for 40% off. And right now it's actually still on sale. You can grab the self-care guide for $19.99 on our website. So check that out. The link will be in our bio, of course, in the show notes. And I love hearing how the self-care guide is helping y'all get into this new year, reshaping your mindset, helping you to go back and be 
introspective, but also reflect on the highs and lows of your year and allowing you to make room for yourself, make room for your goal setting. So I love hearing how the self-care guide is really impacting your well-being and your healing journey. So definitely check it out. It's so easy to use and you can download it on your iPad if you have good notes like some of you do and really use it as like your personal journal. And most recently, we attended Sagro's Club, their Friendsgiving event, um, which was actually just this week, was really intimate and sweet and just celebrating um, their six years of being in the mental health space as a nonprofit. And yeah, I think that this is such a busy time with like Thanksgiving, Christmas, the holidays, New Year's coming up, but it's just good to have moments and spaces where you can be in community with other people, like-minded people, and also just spend time with family and friends. Um, I personally spent my birthday just doing a lot of friendship dates, also having a date, of course, with my fiance, which was really lovely, and just spending time with family and catching up. In our last episode that we shared, episode 47, we talked about living in a dystopia and how to transmute anger into action. We also talked about cognitive dissonance, which is that feeling of your beliefs and values being in conflict with your actions and behavior. And we also touched on community care. So that episode was really reflective of our current times, what we are experiencing worldwide, the multiple genocides that are happening all over the world, and just the day-to-day pressure to have to kind of go through life in a world where we're seeing, you know, world events happening in real time and grappling with that. So it's really, it's really difficult to navigate, but I am hoping that that episode gave you some language and also some inspiration to transmute some of that, those feelings into action and community-based focus. So definitely check out that episode as well as our Substack. We have that episode and all of our prior podcast episodes are on Substack right now. So check us out over there. Um, So today's episode is about getting on track after falling off, getting back on track with your goal setting after falling off for a while. Also, we're going to talk about finding your ikigai, which we'll get into soon, and rediscovering your why. So falling off and just generally lacking motivation is so normal. And I think we need to take a minute to realize that feeling overwhelmed or or frustrated is not something to beat yourself up over and what... What's really important is remembering that if you're going through a slump or you're maybe even feeling the beginning stages of seasonal depression, you know, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast, on Sadie Baddies in general, we've talked about seasonal depression a lot. 
one thing is taking a moment to to understand and, and realize that you might be in a slump and admitting to yourself, like, what what does it feel like when you're in a slump? Do you stop making plans with your friends? Do you stop working on your passion projects? Do you stop getting ready and getting dressed up if you're someone that usually likes to get dressed up? Do your makeup, do your hair, your nails, all the things? Are you some like right now? Are you in a phase where you don't even want to do that because you don't care and everything just feels like, what's the point, right? Those are some signs that you could be in a slump or it could be something more subtle, like not not feeling excited about anything in particular, not being inspired by anything in particular and just kind of feeling like you're in a limbo. So first is acknowledging and trying to look around and see what your signs, what your behavior is telling you, what you might be going through. And I also want to normalize that falling off your goals or goal setting is totally normal, especially after a holiday. I know for me, Thanksgiving weekend, (laughs) I was I was just listen, it was hard for me to snap back into my my workout routines, my wellness routines. And as you all know, I'm I am a routine girl. So I love doing like my meditation in the morning, going on a walk, um, having time to balance of course, my career goals, as well as Sadie Baddies, working on my business goals as well, recording the podcast, posting on Instagram, seeing friends, seeing family, eating healthy, nutritious meals, meal prepping. Those are all things that I typically do in, in a day to day basis. But that Thanksgiving weekend, plus my it, Thanksgiving also being my birthday, I, I was completely like, you know what, I'm going to give myself a pass. I almost broke my Peloton streak, which I'm at 38 weeks on my Peloton streak. And I was like, you know what? I need to just get one tiny workout in because I would be so upset if I broke this 38 week streak because I'm just not feeling it. So I did a really quick workout just to maintain that streak. Um, Maybe that's the recovering perfectionist in me. But I just want you to remember that it's totally normal to fall off, especially after holiday and feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or lost. And honestly, I think we should normalize having a monthly or even quarterly mini flop era. Like, it's okay. That's part of the story development. It's part of character development, too, to just have moments where you're not on your A-game because life is hard. Life is hard. And as, as we're really starting to realize and look around and see throughout the world, like, nothing is nothing is perfect. And honestly, a lot of us are getting more and more jaded the older we get because we're realizing like, okay, the systems that are in place that are supposed to be the systems that keep us thriving, healthy, alive, those systems are crawling are are crumbling down as well. So why do I need to try? Why should I give a fuck? Right? So I think taking a step back and separating kind of what's going on around you versus what's happening in your inner world is one way to kind of regroup and come back and center so that you can participate in the real world so that you can participate and be an active member of your life again. So it is okay if you are going through a mini flop era. Again, I want to remind you that it is normal and no amount of self-care, self-help, motivation, productivity is going to is going to prevent you occasionally not being on your A game or you occasionally not having the motivation to do anything. I also want to go into more of how 
there is definitely a pressure to deliver at this time of the year. We are leaning into what's known as Q4, quarter four of the year. And this tends to initiate a end of the year rat race for a lot of us. We are living in a capitalist society and we are living in a society that forces us to always measure our output, no matter how depleted you may feel. And that desensitizes us to our own needs sometimes. There are times where you might want to rest, but your body is telling you to keep going. There are times where you need to take a break or you maybe need to stop creating. But because we're so conditioned to keep going, we're not listening to ourselves and our bodies. And remembering that you are not a machine, remembering that you are a person that requires rest, requires space requires a sacred pause and remembering that you're not supposed to be on autopilot all the time. So I know for a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs or creatives or just people in general, whether you're a student and you're pushing through finals week, which so many of you are right now, or you're a mom with babies or a child that you're responsible for, there's this pressure to finish the year off strong. And just remember that this is not the time to compare yourself. I really want you to let go of comparison, especially at this time. Let go of the need to compare yourself to someone who does not have the same lifestyle as you. Let go of the comparison trap of comparing yourself to someone who has maybe more resources and time supply than you do. And regardless of what they do or don't have, just focusing on what you really need at this time. Do you need more help? Do you need to hire a personal assistant? Do you need to offload some responsibilities or tasks? And one one reference that I will make is, I keep going back to this episode with Umu Salah, who is an amazing and incredible therapist and is radicalizing mental health care. They shared this amazing framework, which is which they have titled a bid for care. And I think going back to that flow chart, that framework is so helpful because it really allows you to look at what is it that you're going through in your day-to-day life that is preventing you from receiving care. Because at the root of it, sometimes that slump is because we're not being taken care of. So using Umusala's beautiful design of a bid for care and asking yourself some of those hard questions and figuring out how you can offer care when is needed, but also when you can ask for care as well. So whether that could be having someone outsource a skill that you need to to wrap up your books for the 2023 or hiring an assistant to help you kind of do that final push, whatever it is, make those needs a make those needs visible to yourself, but also make them visible to other people so that you can receive the help and the care that you need. And last but not least, when it comes to this pressure to delivering and over delivering and finishing off Q4 super strong, just remember again to have eyes on your own paper and your journey, your path is singular to you. So instead of comparing how you might have done in fellow years or years before that, just remember that your path is going to be so unique and so specific to 
your actions, your decisions, your choices that you've made earlier this year or maybe even prior that are still directly or indirectly affecting your outcomes for this year. So that's one thing that I keep in mind when I'm starting to feel like I'm beating myself up for, oh, I wanted to have this many partnerships or I wanted to have this many downloads of the podcast. And I just remember that I'm trying my best. I'm so many of us feel like we're fighting for our lives. Like we are literally just trying our best and just remembering to give yourself grace, especially if you know you really have been working your ass off and just giving yourself space to exist without judgment. Now for the juicy part, Let's talk about how to rediscover your why. One tool that I have been using when I feel like it's hard to find inspiration and when the world is falling apart and like, what is the point of all of this? What? Why am I doing this? I should just stop. Instead of asking myself, okay, am I happy? Why am I not happy? I start asking myself, if, am I awakened and do I feel fulfilled? Those are two questions that have helped me to reframe what I consider good or bad or successful or unsuccessful because happiness is not this fixated. It's not this fixed state of being. Um, Happiness comes and goes. And I think sometimes happiness is conflated with being at ease or being at peace with your life. You can be at peace and at ease with your life, but not necessarily feel happy but still feel content. And I think deconstructing what happiness means to each of us can allow us to create new definitions, new versions, new iterations of what makes us truly feel fulfilled. I know there's a, a difference between me feeling happy when happiness is usually equated with joy and having joyfulness. And there are a lot of things that make me happy. But sometimes when I'm up at 11 p.m. and I'm working on my laptop or I'm working on a podcast episode or a post on Instagram, I'm happy, but it's it's more so I feel awakened. I feel alive. I feel like my pulse. And that's that feeling that I chase. I don't necessarily chase that always feeling elated and joyful because that comes and goes and that can be something as simple as going for a walk, having your favorite coffee, seeing a loved one which are great things, but also feeling awakened and feeling fulfilled by your life's choices is the goal. What I do when I want to come back to feeling awakened and fulfilled is I go back to look at some of my old journal entries and I look at what was making me feel fulfilled at the time. Maybe I was really consistent with working out and I really was proud of the results that I was seeing. Or maybe I was really proud of the way that I made an emotional breakthrough with a family member or a friend, or maybe I accomplished something on my goal that my goal list that I've been working on privately for months or even years. And it finally felt like I felt like I had a breakthrough. So going back to old journals, even going through your camera roll, going through your favorites folder, your old notes or notebooks that you have, videos, um, just looking at those archived moments and those documented moments where you notice that's that's my pulse. That's my 
that's the thing that makes me feel alive and rem- and makes me remember why I want to be here. Truly, it it can get as existential as that. And I have noticed that when I and I say this all the time, when you document the moments that you feel most like yourself, you can refer to them often. And that creates a level of trust within yourself that you can always find your way back home. You can always find your your reason for existing and living when you document those moments. So when you're feeling lost, sometimes it's as simple as that. And you can start to find this motivation again. I did this recently on my birthday. I looked at an old um, notebook entry. I have this notebook that um, I use primarily for creativity. It's my creative thought dump journal, essentially. And that journal has a bunch of my first iterations of Sadie Baddies, what I envisioned for Sadie Baddies. And I will read you some of those notes that I created during that time. And this was actually from March 5th, 2019. And that was almost five years ago. And this was when I had just first started Sadie Baddies. I wrote at the top of this list on March 5th, 2019, The purpose of Sadie Baddies is a safe space for young women of color to discuss, learn, and destigmatize mental health in our communities. And then I made a list of things that I wanted to to create. I wanted to create and share helpful content such as self-help tips, books, podcasts, film, music, articles, and expand into actual workshops and interview women and people on their mental health journeys. I literally wrote that five years ago. And today I'm sitting here and I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I just thought about the resources I had five years ago were a fraction of the resources that I have now. So remembering and documenting the times where you felt like okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try and make something out of it. I'm, I guarantee that you have at least one item or one memory that can help unlock that spark that will help you to remember your why. And I'm grateful that I do this religiously because it really doesn't, it re-inspires me without having to look for external validation. Another way to rediscover your why after feeling like you've been in a slump is to change your scenery. Sometimes you just need to get up and you need to switch out what you've been doing. If you've been going to you know, the same coffee shop to do your work every single day or you're sitting in the same seat, whatever it is, going to take a new route to work or hang out with a loved one that can help to just remember who you are and what you love to do. And I did this actually this morning. I typically, when I'm writing out my podcast notes or outline, I'll do it at home. And because I work from home, I spend a lot of time at home It's great, but I also do crave that newness of like, okay, I'm in a new space, a new environment. And one thing I notice is that when I do this at least once or twice a week where I take my stuff and I go work somewhere else, whether it's me leaving my office and working in the living room or me leaving my home entirely and going to a coffee shop or co-working with a friend, it creates this inspiration, this spark that allows me to remember exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it also just gives me this creative burst. I can't explain it. And 
it's it's could be really that simple. Just creating something slightly different in your routine can really help you to remember and be um, re-inspired. So I encourage you to do that. And of course, I always say this, there's nothing like a good like mini makeover as well. If it's a new season for you or something that you want to do to commemorate this newness and this change that you want and you are inviting into your life, it could be something like changing your hair, maybe doing a new nail color, a new design, trying out something in your closet. You don't even have to go shopping. Look at what you have in your closet and wear something in a way that you have never combined before or maybe wear an item in a way that you typically wouldn't wear it. Just create those little sources of inspiration for yourself. So again, you're creating this really beautiful container of inspiration that you can always go back to that's accessible to you as well. So after you've kind of done this like rerouting and this discovering some newness within your routine in your life, I would encourage you to go back. And again, this could be something you've already done by looking at your journals, but making a web of what your core four to five values are and think about how your current lifestyle does or does not fall in line in line with that. So doing like a mini lifestyle audit. And I do this all the time. At least once a month, I'll do like a really, really deep dive into like literally breaking it up into spiritual, physical, emotional, financial, et cetera, and do kind of like create data for yourself and say, how do I feel like what, where, where in my physical body do I feel great? Do I not feel great? Where in my financial world do I feel great? Not so great, et cetera. And literally just go through it list by list. And this also allows you to look very objectively as to what in your life, what areas are you maybe over committing, not committing enough, need some changes, adjustments. And again, when you have your four to five core values, this will be your anchor. These are things you can always go back to. So if one of your values is, let's say, generosity, right? But this month you've been so hyper focused on yourself that you have not given yourself time to be generous to um, your community or be generous to a cause that you're usually passionate about. This is a great time to kind of readjust and say, okay, this month or next month, what I really want to do is I want to spend at least one day every other week volunteering. And that can be your way to come back into remembering who you are, remembering your why. So these are just little micro changes that you can do that will help you to recenter and remember that motivation and be consistent with those goals that you have. So now I want to talk about Ikigai. And Ikigai is spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. And this is a Japanese word which translates to roughly life's purpose. So Ikigai is understood as this multi-layered concept, which combines a web of what you love, what your strengths are, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. And there are a lot of different diagrams and examples of how to find your Ikigai and what is Ikigai and We will also be sharing some visuals, which will really help to solidify this concept. But it's a really beautiful web. And 
For example, a combination of what you love and your strengths is known as your passion. Or a combination of what you love and what the world needs is your mission. And so when you look at all of these webs and how they're intertwined, in the middle is what your ikigai is. And when you start to list out literally all of the things that, you know, you're passionate about, you're the skills that you can profit from, problems that the world needs solving, et cetera, you can start to come closer and closer and closer to your why and your purpose in life. And I've done this a couple of times in my life and it has completely transformed the trajectory of the way I'm doing something, the way that I'm approaching my life's work, honestly. So I really encourage you to do this. I know a lot of coaches, also life coaches, use this as a prompt and a practice for their clients. But this is also something that you can do as a journal prompt just to get started and start to think about. This is not something you're going to do in one day. This will probably take you months to really figure out what your ikigai is because it is your life's purpose. It's like the big aha of what your life's work is. So I encourage you to try this practice. Again, we will have visuals that will show and explain more in depth what ikigai is. But it is a Japanese philosophy. It's been around for centuries. We're not recreating the wheel here. We're just introducing information to folks who might be unfamiliar. So I encourage you to also go back to the origins of ikigai um, in Japanese philosophy and dig deeper. Last but not least, when remembering your why, you want to create a plan of action and make sure that your habits are working accordingly. So as I mentioned before, your values, your core values and using your core values as an anchor and doing this mini lifestyle audit. Now you want to create a plan of action that is going to ensure you that your habits are falling in line with what your goals are. So if one of your goals is, and this is also known as habit stacking, um, if one of your goals is to going to go to bed earlier, you want to explain, okay, why do I want to go to bed earlier? Because I want to feel more well-rested. So if that's a behavior change you want to make, going to bed earlier, what you don't want to do is spend two, three hours on TikTok before you go to bed because that's going to keep you up at night, right? Or if you want to make efforts to eat healthier, what you don't want to do is have an empty fridge and only have Uber Eats as your option because that might prevent you from making healthier choices. Not saying that there's not options out there for takeout that are healthier, but I'm just saying typically if we're making that change or if your goal is to stop ordering out takeout, you know, making sure that you have groceries that are available, you can make a quick meal, quick healthy meal for yourself. There's so many resources out there now where you don't need a lot of items to make a healthy meal. It's more so the action and taking that step to provide that care for yourself. So making a plan of action and creating like a very simple outline of like what your goals are. Um, You can also do this with a habit tracker as well. We have a habit tracker in the self-care guide. So again, if you want more of like a well-rounded overview of how to do this, um, encourage you to check out the self-care guide because we have everything literally listed out already. So Before we go, I want to just remind you again that one of the most attractive things that you can do for yourself is doing exactly what you said you were going to do and learning how to pace yourself and create a sustainable lifestyle is really going to help you to 
reach those goals that you have. And if your goal setting carries on into next year, that's great. There is no real hard and fast rule about having something done by December 31st at 11.59 p.m. Like try to reframe your way of thinking of time because it's going to free up a lot of mental space for you. And again, our self-care guide is going to provide so much introspection on how to start deepening your self-commitment. And it's also going to help you to... Excuse me. It's also going to help you to address some of those subconscious behaviors that might be getting in your way, because in the self-care guide, we focus on these gradual knowledge bases. So we start with, you know, healing your inner child and then going into um, self-love, gratitude, and then all the way into self-actualization and manifestation, et cetera. So this is really I mean, we've already done the work for you, essentially, to start those prompts and start asking yourself those questions. If you feel overwhelmed by, okay, what do I need to do before the year's over? Again, this guidance is going to really simplify it for you. And last but not least, I just want to say that if you have made it this far into the year, if you have made it to November 30th, 2023, which you have, if you're listening, I want to applaud you because this has been one of the most challenging years mentally, financially, emotionally for so many people. For so many people, this year was like their last straw. It was like the the straw that broke the camel's back. And if you're still here and you're also listening to this podcast, which you are, there's probably an inner voice that's telling you to keep going. And that's why you clicked on this episode to listen to it, because you know that there is a small, tiny voice that wants you to succeed, that wants you to reach your goals. Maybe it's an ancestor. Maybe it's someone who's passed away in your life and wants you to keep going and is cheering you on, but you don't know where to start. Just remember that you are capable. And if you set a pace that is that is sustainable and you keep applying pressure, but softly, you're going to succeed in your goals. I promise you. So just take your time, be easy on yourself. You can still be a bad, a baddie and, you know, be productive, but you don't have to beat yourself up to get there. And that's something that I wish I could have told my younger self because I used to beat myself up so much about reaching goals and be disappointed when I couldn't reach them. And it's because I was not giving myself space to reach those goals. So if you want more on this topic and want to check out some related episodes, we have so many episodes that kind of tie into this. Some of them are Embracing Your Flop Era, which is a crowd favorite. Um, Learning what a morning menu is, uh, what is a morning menu and creating a morning and night routine. Five ways to prep for your monthly reset. Getting unstuck taking inspired action versus goal setting. And number five, um, your 2023 glow up guide. And we have plenty of more um, episodes for you to check out also with guests that you will learn from. So I hope this episode helps you. And I will be sharing more visuals on Instagram, Substack, Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok. I mean, all the things. We're literally everywhere. So find us wherever you're at. And I hope that you have a beautiful December. Happy end of November and stay soft. Introducing Sadie Baddie's very first product, my journey to self-love. 
The Ultimate Self-Care Guide by Sadie Baddies. Your transformational self-care journey starts right here. We've created the Ultimate Self-Care Guide just for you with over 60 pages designed to help you discover wellness routines and practices that actually fit your fast-paced lifestyle. Designed to be completed within eight weeks, this self-care guide encourages you to take simple, practical steps through introspection and awareness to deepen your self-discovery and healing journey. To stay connected, join Sadie Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more, and sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie.